Hey, everybody, it's Barry from the What Podcast. Hey, it's Russ. Hey, it's Brian, and we are giving away two tickets to Bonnaroo 2024. These are GA+, and they include camping. Russ, how do people get qualified? We want to hear your top artists to play on the Bonnaroo 2024 lineup. Call 423-667-7877 and tell us who we should check out. It's the What Podcast. Thanks. Hey, everybody, it's Barry from the What Podcast. Hey, it's Russ. Hey, it's Brian, and we are giving away two tickets to Bonnaroo 2024. These are GA+, and they include camping. Russ, how do people get qualified? We want to hear your top artists to play on the Bonnaroo 2024 lineup. Call 423-667-7877 and tell us who we should check out. It's the What Podcast. Thanks. Journey through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year, that matter. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corder. Tool, Miley, Bass Nectar. The 1975, Run the Jewels. Glass Animals, Young the Giant. Megan the Stallion, Tipper, Brittany Howard, Primus, Dashboard Confessional, Big Wild, Lynn and Stella, Pigeons Playing Ping Pong, Turquoise, Still Woozy, Tones and I, Marco Bella, Yola, Lucci. On and on and on. Plus Barry, plus Taco. None of which we are seeing today on the What Podcast, the Friday edition of the virtual uh, Bonnaroo experience. Welcome to the What Podcast virtually at Camp Nut Butter with uh, Lord Taco, Barry Quarter. I'm Brad Steiner, uh, podcast for uh, Bonnaroovians by Bonnaroovians. So happy Roo. Can we can we say why we're doing this? Because I think sure. you guys you guys felt it, right? I mean, if you'd have said to me Monday, hey, it's Bonnaroo week. Yeah. I'd have been, yeah, right. I had no anticipation of waking up yesterday and spending literally all day talking with you guys about Bonnaroo and wishing. I mean, I watched a two-hour radio headset from 2006 Man. while I was uh, working. Look, it hit me so hard yesterday yeah, morning. Yeah, Realizing that it would have been the first morning at the farm um, that sucked so bad. And, you know, the normal feelings aside, the weather is really what got me. Uh, the weather has, is perfect literally everywhere on the East Coast. Everywhere. And to think that we would have been graced with not only the greatest festival day lineup we have ever seen, at least I have never ever seen, with maybe the greatest forecast that has ever been graced upon us at Bonnaroo. Yeah. Uh, it was too much for me to handle. It was too much. So basically we said, all right, let's do this. Let's make a virtual camp experience all this weekend as if we were sitting at camp anyway. I was on the phone a little while ago with uh, our campmate Brian. Uh, who's yeah, he's right Brian. over your left shoulder right now, which I don't know <laughs> and, what he's uh, doing, but he is. Uh, he's a good looking man. That's you know, a good looking man. That's he's, a, a, he's very sweaty. That's a uh, funny story. But uh, he's, he, we, he said the same thing. He said, I wish it was pouring. I wish it was raining so hard right now. Yeah, it's not. It's gorgeous, but it's not. It's perfect. Well, but point I don't know being, we really—I mean, we spent half a day or longer yesterday, the bunch of us, uh, yeah. just back and forth and back and forth. 
Barry, is your shoulder okay? <laughs> it's one, I, I cut part of it out. Okay. <laughs> just checking on you. I didn't just making sure. Uh, by the way, I don't know if uh, I know me and uh, Taco are, but is uh, Barry uh, drinking this fine virtual campsite experience? Not yet. Yeah. I, I know that's stunning. Not yet. No, I have some more work to do. I'm yeah, I'm sitting. I'll I'm catch sitting up. Here, yeah, I'm sitting here in the bus. Drinking a PBR, which is just what like I, exactly I would be, be doing, doing at Bonnaroo, <laughs> just All in right. my garage. All right, so let's go through it. This is a, it's Friday now, so um, we didn't do a uh, we didn't do really a show yesterday. But let's uh, go through what your Thursday would have been. Uh, you wake up; it would have been the first morning. We would have made some uh, Bloody Marys. Uh, we would have uh, started drinking really early, and then you know, made probably made our wander out around about noon when they uh, opened up the grounds and uh, had our first spicy pie, maybe a cray musty, and uh, saw a few bands that we've never heard of and didn't care about and came back early for uh, for nap time, wouldn't we? Yeah, I was I'm just trying to pull up because I don't have a lineup in front of me. I don't remember who was tonight. Yeah, I've got, there it I've is. got this useless who, piece of paper right here. <laughs> <laughs> who would have been last night? Um <laughs> No, you're um, exactly right. We would have, uh, golly. So we would have been up there Wednesday, yeah. set up, and then we would have awakened to we'd, the... We'd, we'd finish setting up camp Wednesday or Thursday morning uh, because we, night would have come a little bit too early. Um, we would have gotten dark, and we wouldn't be able to finish uh, setting up camp. Right about now is when everything would be set up and pe- more people would be coming through. But on Thursday, Thursday morning is a little difficult because... Not all of our camp is there. Uh, There's probably only a third of us, and we don't have all of our gear yet. So we have a makeshift Camp Nut Butter camp. And what you're seeing over Barry's head right now is essentially makeshift Camp Nut Butter. This is Friday morning. This this is Friday morning. It's more like Thursday morning. That's a Thursday morning campsite. See, that picture is really old because that's not even – that's pre-Bloody Mary bar. In fact, that's me right over your left shoulder in the tent trying to make a cocktail. (laughs) <laughs> because our yep. bloody mary bar hadn't come yet and i was trying to make a bloody mary with in that stupid tent that was not a bloody mary bar which is unacceptable and we don't have uh the picket fence is not up and the uh wedding bloody. the wedding uh tools yeah. and all that stuff or the bus isn't even in that one so that's pretty old in, yeah it's very old all right, so uh, Thursday morning would have came, and we would have gotten into the grounds. We would have uh, made our way around. Was there anybody on Thursday that you were really, really excited to see? Uh, I was going to go for sure to Larkin Poe, the regrets, um, and then just try to discover. Yeah. Um, Thursday was also Briston Maroney. Briston, yeah. I just saw we that one. On, uh, yeah. 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 Found my, on my dude Roulette. from Knoxville. Yeah. yeah. So those were for sure. The, yeah. Briston Maroney, podcast listener, mind you. Uh, let's uh, shout out to Briston Maroney. Hey, Briston. He does kid's listen. Got a, yeah. Kid's got a good voice, man. He's oh, and great. he's dreamy. So put that on top, and you've got uh, you got the whole package. So uh, the, so here's and I said this uh, on Twitter, but my rule for Thursday, and I know that you want to. It is the biggest. It's the biggest mistake that you can make in all of Bonnaroo going hard on Thursday. Uh, how- whatever you do, do not go hard on Thursday. I beg of you. Now, you can make your own life decisions. You can do whatever you want. But word of advice from somebody who's done this 15 years deep, 
Don't go hard on Thursday. And it would have been especially hard yesterday because yep. it felt so good. And you don't think you're getting burned. That's and right. you don't think you're dehydrating. And then... Now, today, I'm Same getting blown. I'm getting <laughs> blown out. Uh, I am going to be dulled out come Saturday morning. And, uh, you know, I don't care. I yeah. don't care because this is going to be the day that uh, I just don't give a damn. And it would have been started right about now. I mean, right literally at the, this moment, we would be joined by random people at our campsite. By now, uh, some of our, the rest of our camp would have come in. Uh, I have to run point for most of our camp. I have to go get them from outside and bring them in uh, because we only have a certain amount of uh, car camping passes. So I sort of have to run point on everybody getting in and out of the festival. Plus, I like to leave the grounds and do a couple things. There it uh, is. I, I was going <laughs> to. I run errands, guys. I'm the errand That's right. guy. That's right. You, you, you bring things in, but you do leave things when you go out, don't you? Yeah, I bring things in and I let some stuff go uh, every time I uh, leave the camp. So uh, by the time we, we would have camp completely set up right now, it would be humming. Camp would be buzzing right now. We'd have all kinds of guests. And what we wanted to do this weekend was sort of um, recreate the campsite experience with so many of our friends popping in and popping out. We have often oftentimes said Camp Nut Butter feels like the Merv Griffin show. If you remember the Merv Griffin show, it was basically just celebrity after celebrities walking in off the side of the road, you know, half drunk and sitting down on the couch and talking to Merv. Uh, that's sort of the way that we feel about Camp Nut Butter. You have no idea who's going to sit down. It might be Corey Feldman to, you know, somebody we haven't seen in a year. Uh, so along the way this weekend, we're going to have some uh, surprise guests. Um, if you've been listening to the show, you can probably guess who those surprise guests will be because it's not going to be anybody new. And then hopefully we can uh, wrap, put a bow on it and wrap it all up uh, come Sunday with our entire camp on a a virtual call and you'll get to meet some of the people that we talk about on this show um in real life hopefully uh we get as many as them of them as possible uh if you haven't tired of brian stone's butt at this point you'll get to see more of it come sunday uh but today it's very exciting we're getting joined by one of our all-time favorite guests on the uh on the podcast absolutely and uh again just to to point out, this was not a plan until yesterday afternoon uh, because of all of us back and forth and how much we missed it. And I think how much we were all surprised by the the constant back and forth. This came out of that idea. I think, yeah. uh, like I said, two days ago, you and I were thinking, eh, whatever. Yeah. You know, we'll just I do, miss honestly, it. Honestly, the way that I operate life is if I can't have it, it's out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, I want nothing to yeah, do well, I with think it. about it. Yeah, and I'm I don't not think, even going to engage with it. I don't think this is about. Um, I don't want to spend all weekend playing the what ifs, you know, and whining. I think it was just we miss well, it, and it means how, so. Mo this is how no, you and I are different because I want to no. whine like a baby. Well, I think it just meant so much that we and uh, some of the people that are going to be guests felt the same. Uh, you know, they kind of reached out and. Uh, we reached back out and said, hey, we're going to do this. And it was right away. Yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah. I think the uh, trick is going to be how do we make it all happen? You know, so much, so much to do. Yeah, plus it's really pretty outside, but screw it. <laughs> so um, just so before we get on, uh, before we are joined miraculously by surprise by our first guest, 
Uh, what a setup. Taco, Taco, who else is doing things this weekend? I know, did I see Bonnaroo 365? First off, who is that person? And secondly, what is this event they're doing? Because they put together a tremendous live um, experience there, a virtual experience for Bonnaroo that I thought Bonnaroo would have done. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about Homaru, and it is Bonnaroo 365, and I I don't know who it is. I we I almost met up with him at Exit 111, but it never happened. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it looks like he's just going to uh, live stream some uh, some old concerts and stuff. Which Where's right, he getting it? Just, just from YouTube? I don't know. Yeah, uh-huh. I assume so. Uh, but you're right. It's something Bonnaroo should have done. Uh, yeah, I'm not even going to talk about uh, Bonnaroo's reaction in the last 24 hours, which it's, it's nice to see them uh, show up and say some things uh, that were important. But I really do wish there was, um, you know, something going on right now, you know, yeah. but the community, the community is sort of making that work. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is. This is it. And then uh, Rubus did something, right? Did Rubus do something? Uh, well, no, but the, uh, the virtual beer exchange was last night, I think. Oh, was yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't. I missed it. Speaking of the beer change, that would have been today, right? Did, don't they do that on Friday? Didn't we do that on Friday last year with I think them? So. There's I think no so, way so. I would have made it this year. Not a chance. <laughs> Just <laughs> to get ready for tonight. Yeah, there's no way. I mean, you got to understand. Like, if you if you really look at the 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 lineup for today, the first artist that I'd want to see is Yola, and I'm betting that she goes on in about an hour and a half. I bet she's one of those early three o'clock slots don't you think i want to say that beer exchange started around 10 30 or 11 didn't it i mean we might have made it did it really was yeah, it, it was early? early oh yeah oh my god i would be shit wrecked <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> the beer exchange started three hours ago so i'm gonna assume we're not even gonna talk about tomorrow because that's uh recovery no, that's day tomorrow no we're talking tomorrow tomorrow it's there is no day, day after today <laughs> there is no time and place that's yeah, there's no time and place other than the present, Barry. Haven't you understood that? Your back is going to be broken by the end of the day. I would have started with Yola today, and then if if the beer exchange was was happening earlier, I could have we could have totally made that work. That would have been totally okay. Yeah, I want to say I it was hate early. That I missed it last night. I want to say yeah, yeah. I want to say it was early. It was it was uh, because I think they wanted to get out too. What what well, did they do yesterday for the beer exchange? I don't know. I think actually I read somewhere that their uh, their like Zoom room crashed or something. So uh, yeah, I think it ended kind of early. They might try to redo it. Okay. Hey, I'm all in. I'll give that a try. Anything else going on in the community that 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 is uh, of note? Well, you the Rubuses they got stuff all weekend. Um, you said uh, maybe not last night. We're not supposed to talk about that. Oh, okay. Well, they're doing it. I mean, we don't have to give details, but they have some stuff planned, which is cool. Okay. Uh, I think, as I said the other day, those guys... Uh, is this going to be one of those secret Cage the Elephant sets that everybody talks about? Because I don't know anything that's happening right now. Instead yeah. of Cage the Elephant, it's Cage the Taco. Okay. Hey. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Look who just popped into our house. Our oh, camp. You- welcome, welcome to Camp Nut Butter, Jim. Thank you very much. I hope you can hear me. Yeah, we yeah. can hear you. Okay, this good. Is, this is uh, this is, be still my beating heart, uh, because if we can't have Bonnaroo, we're gonna damn sure make it. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well, thanks. I I just so wish that I was, uh, you know, making my way over to the, uh, you know, my my first meal of the day, leaving the hotel after, you know, 
shaking the cobwebs off. I always love going down on Thursday, regardless uh, what the lineup may be, because there's just something about getting settled, you know, finding out exactly where Camp Nut Butter is, you know, kind of, yes. your, you know, your settings about you and then start to, uh, to begin the whole celebration. So. <laughs> Burris had Springsteen a couple years ago, uh, and uh, but first he had to find out where Camp Nut Butter was. That's uh, right. Forget about where Bruce is, but he had to find out where uh, the CNB was first. Uh, I certainly did. How many how many years of Bonnaroo have you done? Uh, I know we're double digit. I think um, ten or eleven, maybe something like that. Jesus. Now, yeah. And, and how many years do you actually get to do Thursdays? Because I mean, it's uh, not like you're a very free man. Yeah, uh, no, you got I, stuff to do. I made I I if I don't make it, I I always make it down there. Uh, let me put it to you this way: I always make it to Tennessee on Thursday. Okay. Um, nine out of the nine out of ten times, I'll make it to this. Uh, you know, to Manchester, and I'd say of that seven out of ten times, I make it over. You know, to the uh, um, you know, to the site. You know, sometimes we have artists that are working. Uh, you know, on the back end of it, trying to do the. Uh, you know, the, the initial setups of the you know the super jam or you know i get stuck on a conference call or you know somewhere i mean i've actually been on site and never made it within you know the confines of the uh, um you know no kidding yeah out, outside of like the artist compounds and stuff just depends on how much we're working on what we got to get done and how yeah. many artists i have there yeah and uh i don't know if you even bothered looking at the lineup this year because <laughs> did you i did uh anybody on thursday anybody you were going to see yesterday no, just you guys. Thanks, buddy. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, uh, I, I, I say that because my Thursday, I already knew right off the bat what was going to happen when I got there. Because I was going to have to come into Nashville, finally get down to Manchester, check in. By the time I got off, a number of calls, it would have been about eight o'clock. So um, I just figured by that point in time. And, and of course, I say that, and then I go out on, on on site and I find some band I've never heard of or right. somebody I didn't realize it was there and fall in love with them. So yeah, weirdly enough, uh, Barry. Um, Jim and I have much different jobs. He has things to do. I yeah. have nothing to do. Uh, yeah. I'm just gonna sit here and uh, drink, I guess. Uh, and then I, I don't. We haven't talked in a while. Uh, but this Friday was literally too good to be true. Uh, mm-hmm. If if look, you do this for a living. You are in this industry. You craft this industry. I don't know if I have ever seen a festival lineup that was as good as Friday front to back yeah no in, in fact I, the, the funny thing about that and and that's a good observation because no matter who you were who you wanted to see you were going to have conflicts on trying to get around the uh you know the site to figure it all out and you know we always kind of end up here but when you have massive you know that that bewitching hour between like seven and midnight when all of a sudden you don't know what to do um yeah. you know because you know, sometimes, you know, it, it's fine to go here or try to go there. Um, but I think Tool was one of the, if I recall, I don't have anything in front of me, but one of the Monday night ones, you know, guarantee we would all found our way there, you know, but really? that, that would definitely step on other things as well. So, you know, see, I, me and Barry have talked about this, that Tool slot was the slot that I could see all of us just hanging out at camp for a while. Yeah. Catch and right. uh, gassing back up. Well, you certainly could do that. I, I just think, you know, one of the things that you, you, you find is, you know, look, you, you guys know that I hang out with a, a, a very broad brushstroke of people. But yeah. interestingly enough, and you, you kind of get into that. Look, who, what was that? We all ended up at like four in the morning at the kaleidoscope. Uh, I'm waiting. I was going to I was yeah. going to bring that up. Uh, yeah, your dance ahead. moves are smooth, Jim. Thank you. Ahead. 
I'll go ahead and do it now. I mean, uh, Brad's in radio. I'm in newspaper. Jim, you you know, um, it, it, label from that angle. But what I love is we're all fans, and uh, proof of that was last year. I mean, you hung out with us. I don't think you intended to stay as long as you did. Uh, no. Early evening, and then at four no, in the morning. His specific quote was, "I am not going to see blank." Gucci uh, Mane. It was Gucci <laughs> Mane at two in the morning. And uh-huh. then we went to the, uh, what was that? oh, the uh, Calliope, you know, Calliope. The Calliope stage and watch the flames. Yeah. Uh, it was a great night. One of my, one of my favorite memories of all. It all truly was. In fact, it's funny because that kind of, in, we talked about this the last time I was on the show, how, what Rue does to you, you know, yeah. um, you don't have to call it high five Friday. People are high five and, you know, by the time they get there on Thursday until the time they leave on Monday. And, um, you know, to be able to sit at Camp Nut Butter is one thing, but everybody, and we all got up and left and we made it over and to Gucci Mane and then ultimately making it out to a dance party, you know, at four o'clock in the morning, you know, moonshine might've had something to do with that. And I mean that, I mean that in the air that was illuminating, not (laughs) better than soul shine. So I think Jim, Jim's in an interesting spot because, uh, and and just so that you can get it, so we can get this right, because I don't want to get this incorrect. Uh, Your actual title for Columbia Records. I'm Senior Vice President of Promotion Operations. Okay, so you have, I've thought about you specifically a lot and your label a lot, uh, because, um, and I'll get to where I'm going with this here in a second, but with everything that's going on in the world and everything that, especially with covid Mm-hmm. It's wiped out an entire year for, say, an artist to capitalize on a moment that has been crafted for them to take advantage of. Mm-hmm. You guys spend month after month, maybe a year planning when to strike and how to maximize a certain moment and what that then can turn into a career. Mm-hmm. I think of specifically when um, COVID hits and those moments are now missed for an entire year. They miss the big stages. They miss the moments afterwards. They miss the opportunities that arise from these things. I think of Lynn and Stella a lot mm-hmm. um, because there was an art. That's an artist you guys spent so much time crafting, and this was going to be the year that you guys put her in the in the in the forefront. Mm-hmm. And now COVID has hit, and that's got to be heartbreaking for her. And how do you guys adjust, fix it, figure it out, move forward? What's the plan now? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. And, you know, something that we've all had to deal with in our own ways, especially, you know, work from home, shelter at home. And, you know, certain things that we have, um, you know, uh, have been stripped away for, for, for the obvious reason. I don't mean that like, you know, uh, I mean, it, it, it's negative because we all enjoy live music. It's, it's obviously... Um, difficult because it is part of our marketing uh, strategy. Um, you know, with linens, you know, specifically, you know, we've had an incredible opportunity, especially last year in the summer, um, to introduce her, you know, to the live stage. And I'm not saying she hasn't done that before, but, you know, as you well know, she was on the TV show Nashville with her sister. She started her foundation there. She obviously can sing, as can her sister. And we put her out uh, after we did a, a song with the Pain Smokers. And she she was on a huge stage at Lollapalooza yeah. and then she went out with the chain smokers and then, you know, she was ready to do her own thing and obviously was going to be there uh, at Bonnaroo. But with that being said, it, you know, I'm the kind of 
glass half full kind of guy, the silver lining. I believe that, you know, when there's an opportunity that closes down, it opens up another area. So it's enabling her to work her craft, you know, to work on, you know, her socials and some of the other issues that, you know, if you're on the road doing these things, you can't really concentrate on doing so. So when they're sitting there writing and, you know, this trying time of year, not just because of COVID, but, you know, with everything that's going on, you know, through the Black Lives Matters and all the various other things that are going on in the world as well. Um, I just believe, you know, or at least in my heart of hearts, I believe that, you know, where opportunity is going to rise to be able to write, to be able to spend time, to be able to go back and, and catch things. Now, we're still putting music out and we're still signing artists. I mean, we signed a woman um, by the name of Natalie Taylor who lives in Nashville and we found out about her. She had a song that was out about five years ago. Somebody picked it up on TikTok and started to play around with it with some videos and stuff like that. It caught our attention. We got a hold of her via Zoom, signed her via Zoom, no and have now started to promote her and did some artist industry type of, you know, playbacks and stuff like that. About 40, 45 people at a time. You know, we kind of divided up east, midwest, west, and tried to introduce her that way. And as we sit today, literally about eight weeks after signing, um, we're sitting at number 40, to be debuted at number 40 on the adult top 40 uh, airplay chart, the media-based airplay chart. So. There are opportunities like that and, and things that we're exploring and trying to move forward. It, again, it's just one piece that we've taken out of it, and hopefully we can get back into that, mm-hmm. I guess, by 2021. As, as part of that, Jim, I hadn't, I hadn't really thought about it, but it's an interesting question. Do you, with somebody, uh, some of the artists that, as Brad said, were you were going to roll out, do you, hit a, do you hit a pause button and just mothball it thinking – six months, a year, you, you hit reset and start, or is it, does it have to start all over? And as part of that, I'm wondering, I mean, this thing is so obviously worldwide. Does the content now have to change? I mean, if, you know, they had a lighthearted, whatever album Mm -hmm. plan, does it now need to come out and be more serious minded or not serious minded? Is that any part of the discussion? It's funny you bring that up. Yeah, there's been a couple of discussions. Um, you know, the first part of that is is it's a case-by-case basis what you need to put pause on. We held up the Dixie Chicks release um, because we had certain components built into a marketing and promoting promotion plan that was going to further the awareness of this band that's been away for a while. Not just being able to put a song out on radio or the DSPs, the digital service providers, you know, Spotify's, Apple's, etc., you know, that's all part of it and, and, and can be done without some of the things that we wanted to do. But we wanted to announce a tour and we wanted to do other things that, you know, when you I, I use an over I overuse an expression called poke the bear. You know, at what point in time or if you want to talk about it, uh, you know, anybody that's a trout fisherman, you know, but the trout is a very smart, somewhat lazy. And I don't mean that lazy like they don't do things. But they don't want to spend energy, you know, to feed. So they sit in the lane. So you got to get in that lane. So how do you get in the Dixie Chicks lane? How do you poke that bear that might have walked away from them years, you know, decade plus ago and, and get them back? Well, part of that is the live music scene. If you can't find it there, then you've got to go other places. You know, some people, um, you know, uh, radio is still extremely important to them. We're the, the digital uh, service providers, you know, listening to streaming services may or may, may, not, may not be. So we, in that particular case, push that back. And we have a couple of other heritage type of artists that we've done that with. The newer artists that live in a different space and that we have used and we start to watch the various uh, metrics that come out of it, 
you know, whether it is a Spotify, something that's coming off of the digital era, it just really depends on how quickly that can go. Um, but to, to your point, Barry, about, you know, um, sad versus happy versus sad, real versus what have you, I think we've seen through the test of time some of the best songwriters will talk about, you know, what things, how things affect them. And whether that's culturally, whether that's, you know, could that be COVID related? Could that be, you know, Black Lives Matter? Could that be, you know, who knows? You know, maybe maybe, yeah. maybe being sequestered and working from home and becoming one with themselves or, you know, understanding yeah. what these four walls mean, et cetera. So uh, we have held a couple of releases back because we felt that they were a little controversial for the time. And just, you know, for sensitivity. And, and for the most part, we haven't policed that ourselves. For the most part, it's our artists and the how artists they do it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's remarkable. A year ago, we were, you know, in the midst of Lizzo taking over the world. Mm -hmm. um, what if Good as Hell got tried to be released today? Yeah. It wouldn't work. It wouldn't yeah. work. It would go right over somebody's head. They would turn it off immediately. Goes to show you, right place, right time has so much to do with this. Yeah. Um, and no matter how good the plan is, sometimes, um, you know, the world's got a a, a different yeah. uh, it's beyond uh, control different strategy for you. Uh, I so just wondered. You... I just was at sort of add to that the the idea of fatigue. I mean, that's an overused phrase right now, but uh, because this is happening to all of us. You know, I mean, uh, I I think the really good artists are going to have to stand out, and they will, as they mm -hmm. as they always do. But just, uh, you know, um, it's going to be interesting to see what what comes out of it, and and at what point people want to just move on. You know, yeah. if they do. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny. I think you you know, we've watched how artists have uh, you know conceived their notions and started to record. It doesn't surprise me with some of the newer uh, and, and younger uh, artists that have grown up in a different world, right? They didn't, they're not playing in their garage. You know, they're writing on their computers and they're sitting in their hotel room or, you know, in the back of a van or whatever the case may be. I'm interested to see with people being confined at home, what type of reach out type of collaboration can come up. Because mm. you know? I think it's uh, at some particular point in time, you don't want to just sit here in your own four walls. You want to start to reach out to what other people are doing and, you know, do these various collaborations. You had you had uh, Lynn and Stella this year. You had Leon Bridges this year. Who else uh, did you have in the lineup? Do you remember? I don't. Honest to God, I don't. Think, I had it. I had it all written down, and and, and I, yeah, I literally do you think, I got to the month of June and whited out the entire month. <laughs> do you think? Do you think that they're both candidates to come back next year, or yeah. has the time moved? No, I no, I think it is. I mean, first and foremost. Uh, um, Leon, I think, is you know, absolutely family. We just put a song out by him on Monday. And it's on. Elena, and I think, you know, she lives there. It's one of the things that she's always loved. If she hasn't performed Bonnaroo, she comes and visits and, yeah. um, you know, and, and hangs out there. I've worked with Leon there before. It's a great place for him to be. He loves being there. He's in, he's There is something about his sound that just yeah. fits the farm so well. It was well. a great set, man. It was yeah. a great set. If you no, never it, like, it, it, he goes. He's one of these guys that it doesn't even matter if you know him or n know any of his songs. He just fits the time and place so perfectly. Um, yeah. It's a it's a totally natural fit. I yeah, think it's because he. I think he just gives so much. You he know, does. and you you feel that. 
That's yeah. what I. Had. He's he's a he's a true artist, you know. And like you said, he he gives, you know, all the way up. In fact, when you were talking about when you mentioned him, it reminded me it was it was, it was sweltering there, uh, and we did it. And he did a I don't know what it was, but it was a shoot where they had a bunch of different clothes and stuff. And here's the kind of character this guy had some shoes, some like wingtip shoes that were about two sizes too small. He could barely get his feet in them, but he got them in there and kind of. <laughs> gingerly hey. made it over to the photo shoot but that's the kind of guy he was he, i'm like you know we could get you some other shoes and he's like, no this is what they want me to wear yeah. this is what i'll do it's gotta look good and what he'll do but i will say there is one artist that i we, we signed and uh he's going to play on sunday that i've never seen live and i cannot wait i mean i've been with the guy a bunch of times and i love his music and stuff like that uh orville peck and yeah. i was dying to see what that a, what a weird guy huh i love that what a weird I dude love <laughs> Actually, I didn't know that Orville was yours. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, when do you, if you want to see him, when do you think this is all going to come back? Uh, I've gotten, I've gotten some hints, at least uh, locally, that that uh, the local, some local promoters want to do some events in the fourth quarter. I know of a major city in the south uh, who wants to do three, um, if not more, in the fourth quarter. Are you see, are you seeing or hearing anything that would lead you to believe that 2020 is not completely off? No, not yet. Um, meaning either way, I have no idea. Um, I, I, I've been very uh, thoughtful and, and obviously fearful of some of the news releases that I see, like with some of our brethren at Live Nation and AEG. I know AEG this week announced, you know, further layoffs and furloughs and stuff. Um, you know, that doesn't fit well for what we're going to see through the rest of this calendar year. Um, I just know that when we have artists, especially on the on the sides of the stage and the importance of the stage of Bonnaroo, that these aren't one-off type performances and stuff. I'm not saying that you have to go out on tour and in there or start there and in somewhere else. My point being is, is for an artist to be able to go out and get ready to play for a show like at Bonnaroo for an audience like that takes takes a minute. And, you know, I've seen like, a, you know, Dave Matthews band and a number of other bands like that that had big tours. Harry Styles, one of our artists, you know, they literally pick, packed and moved 2020 to 2021. And it's just, you know, kind of how it is. And some of that, interesting. Shit, you know, it's not the exact same dates or the exact same what have you. I believe if I read the note correctly, like the Harry Styles tour will be just a little later than what it was slotted to be here. because We were going to start to hear at the end of the month. Yeah. Um, but by I, the way, I, by the way, congrats on the Harry Styles thing. I mean, uh, that's a smash, and I I know it does, it's going to go over the heads of some people that listen to this show. But Harry Styles is the real deal, and mm-hmm. his songs are nothing but candy, and they're good. You know, mm-hmm. they're really, really good. And he is one of those crossover pop artists that I can see at Bonnaroo one day. It oh, makes yeah. total sense. Yeah. No, I, I I agree with that. I saw him at the forum here. Um, when we did the album release in December, and I cannot believe the power of that band. And I think you know what it is. It's one of those things that you find a couple of the other guys that came to out of the show. Boy band, <laughs> that boy band kind of look. You know, everybody goes into the pop world, and he completely didn't do that. You no, know? I mean he's uh, he's he's like a little Mick Jagger out there. Yeah, just just watch. I mean, if if there, well, that's a good question. And 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 I know you got to go, but it, is there somebody like him that you can see? throw in a Bonnaroo next year that it wasn't on their schedule before? I'd have to think about that. I'm sure there will be. I mean, I think that's one of the greatest, you know, blessings out there. I mean, it, it also depends. I mean, you, it, it, it's so funny. Like, like Sturgill Simpson, great example. He just did a, 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 um, 
I think it's called Shug's TV the other night, Nook's TV or whatever. Um, you know, he said if he got X amount of likes on his Instagram, he wasn't very active. And I, I'm, I'm saying this, I'm, I'm, and we don't represent him or anything. And he got X amount and he decided to do a concert. And so he did it at the Ryman with nobody there. And he went and got yeah. with his favorite bluegrass folks and did it. You know, look, we know Sturgill. Well, okay. Yeah. I, won't, I won't quote the t-shirt, uh, but the reality of it is, is that he's a country artist. And he just did the bluegrass. But when we saw him at Bonnaroo, oh, you know, God. he walked out there. He was the hardest rocking, you know, that was a yeah. rock band. I mean, that yeah. was crazy. And one of the best, out of, out of the last decade, that's one of the top five performances I've seen him. I loved every minute of it because it was three guys on stage and the lights were just white and didn't change. Yep. That's all you yeah. got. And it was, was it was Sturgill. That it was, was a Sturgill. It was, it was Sturgill throwing down a statement saying, yep. good luck trying to beat this. Good yep. luck. Yeah. Yep. Because I, and I think later than, or the next day was Muse, right? Which was not yep. to th- say anything. It was just that the difference. Totally and yeah, I totally was very it, on purpose, very intentional. Me, <laughs> I think Jim was there. I, it reminded me of the year that, that Arcade Fire was on stage and put out this massive amount of sound with 11 people. And the next night, the Black Keys were on stage with two people. Uh, you know, it's it's remarkable yeah. how different it can be um, and still be be great either way. I, I wasn't a fan of the Muse show. Uh, that just was a big snooze fest to me. I, re, I equated a lot to Matchbox 20, where... Mm. It sounds exactly the same on the record as it yeah. does live. It's never going to be different. It, it was impressive. It was impressive only because there were so many moving parts and they made it sound terrific. But when it was over, I looked at uh, our campmates and said, "I couldn't hum you a single minute or single <laughs> single second of what I just heard." Well, uh, I, Jim, let me ask real quick before you uh, before you go, uh, and it's a it's a it's another I don't know I'm guessing kind of question, but. We've speculated on here for so much. What do you what what do you think twenty twenty one might even look like? Is it going to be completely different than what we know, or do you think uh, it's just a smaller version and we start working our way out? Well, somebody sent me an article, um, you know, a couple of months ago or so, uh, referring to the period of time we're in as the Great Pause, and um, you know, I, I don't. While I agree with that, I mean, I really think that there have been, you know, a lot of soul searching that's gone on, a lot of, you know, uh, interest. It's funny, I, I, I hearken back to uh, what happens as a New Year's resolution. I think that we're all sitting here trying to think and how we're going to be better people, do a better job, how we're going to change this. I mean, I've already threatened that I won't go into my office five days a week ever. You know, I mean, I do work in New York City. Don't live in New York City. But why is that? And it's not because I'm afraid of COVID or public transportation or anything like that. It's that I can get so much done here. And there's a lot that I can get done there. And I'm one that thinks that, well, you know, I've got an open door policy. I'm out and I'm doing things. You know, the things that I'm out doing, I will always do. I'll just be more mindful of what that may be and how I can do it. Um, so I like the idea what the pause is. I also don't like the idea of thinking that, well, we've now... And a year from when this all starts to go down, February, March, we just pick it up from there. Um, I do believe we'll pick it up. I do believe, you know, that we're resilient. I do believe that we will come up with ways. And, you know, look, I'd like for this just to be a blip in, in, in history. You know, we have an antibiotic. Nobody has to worry about any of the, the problems that we've had. With so I like to shake hands. I like a high five. I like to hug Harry, you know, especially at four in the morning, leaving base next 
Um, <laughs> you know, those types of things. No, but I think, you know, there's a certain thing. You know, 30 years ago, Faith Popcorn wrote a book called The Popcorn, Popcorn Effect. And it was really about cocooning and people not needing that natural type of thing. And you read it like, well, yeah, and have we gone that way? Sure, we can order anything off Amazon. You can actually, you don't even have to worry about Amazon anymore. You can get it from anybody or a, a pickup. So you don't have to go out and see anybody, hence that cocooning effect. But that's really not what our social uh, makeup is about. You know, we do have that need to have. And us who are associated through the fraternity of music, we need it even more. So that's where... You know, us being able to get out and see shows and to be able to experience things the way we used to. Yeah, you know, I do find that's going to come back. Now, it won't. You know, it won't be like a light switch. You won't turn it on and all of a sudden you're at 100,000 watts. You're you know, you're going to take them. And, but I think it's going to be fine. You know, I really, really do. And that, I'm like again. You know, I started by saying I'm the ultimate optimist. So. Um, let's hope that glass is half full. Well, optimistically, we're gonna you know see you soon, but uh, definitely in about 360 days, I hope. So. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, no doubt about it. But the, it's the path, the path to Camp Nut Butter is well worn by the steps of Jim Burris. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I, 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 it's funny. Last night when we were sitting there going through it, I don't know what it was last night, but it was in the air, and everybody started sending text messages and pictures and and what mm-hmm. have you. Barry, I know you had your Bonnaroo shirt. I did. Today I'm wearing my Grimey's T-shirt from Nashville. Yeah. You know, so I, I'm always got the mindset. But somebody sent me uh, a, a picture on the side of it of you and I holding uh, those uh, Bonnaroo uh, pots. Skillets. Yeah, the yeah, skillets. skillets. Yeah, the skillets is great. So love that kind of stuff. So and then we had some yeah. bunch of other uh, pictures. And it was really funny because at the beginning of the week, I kind of got really excited because somewhere along the line, you know, Facebook will always tell you what you did sometime, you know, three years, five years ago or so. And I got a couple of my Bonnaroo, uh, you know, reminders. That, yeah. Yeah. I got I got a reminder of the day that I saw um, uh, Bono's deal. Uh, I just looked up and his deal was sitting right there above me and I got a picture of it right there. Hey, Bono's, Bono's deal. Uh, always got to bring uh, it down, Brad. Always got to bring things down. I I, I love you to death and I, uh, I I miss you like crazy and I hate that we're not, uh, on the farm together, uh, this year, but, uh, you know, soon enough, soon enough, I'm sure. I appreciate it. Russ, good seeing you. Sorry, we didn't get back and forth, but we'll do that in person. Brad, you Absolutely. know, I love you. Barry, yeah. you as well, my friends. And by the way, I want to point out, Barry, that picture in the background of the camp is not from last year. No, it's <laughs> not. In fact, that, in fact, if that, I would go so far as to say that's about six years old. Pretty old. We were it's, trying it's to figure old, it out. And, and you might be exactly right about that because that very tent uh, might still be at Bonnaroo. It lasted <laughs> one weekend and it sliced open one of our guys' hands and he said, screw it and threw it on the ground and it never came yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going through pictures, Jim. So that's just one I found. And it's early in the week. So, you know, we're going with that one. It's oh. a very young, young, young Camp Nut Butter. Okay. The, other one, the other one was cropped funny and it, it, it was obscene the way yeah. it yeah. <laughs> Understood. Yeah. If you know, you know. If you, if know, you know, you know. I got it. <laughs> J- JB, Guys, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Wait to see you again. Thank you. You bet. Talk yeah. soon. Yeah. See you. We got it. Uh, the uh, Patreon list. You want to go through some Patreons and thank them for their amazing support in a uh, very, very weird time. Yeah, and we have some uh, stuff headed your way, guys. So uh, we're oh yeah, working because on we it. got we got the shirts done. The shirts are ready. Shirts. Yeah, just in time guys. for Bonnaroo. They're ready. 
expecting some some uh, gifts coming your way. Aaron Carlson, Bill, David Grimes, Frank Swanson. How do you think it's Swanson or Swanson? You know, I'm gonna say not Swanson. going with Swanson. I don't think so. <laughs> of all the questions you could ask, I was not going mean, you know, to clarify Swanson. Look, with a name like Quarter, I'm sensitive to people getting it wrong. So Frank Swanson, Liesl Condor, Phil Hanley, Timothy Proctor, Chloe Hannon, Dan Sweeney, Dustin Gehrig, Haley, Mary T, Melody, Melanie, and Jesse Feldman, Mitchell Stafford, Musical Antlers, Parker Reed, Skyler Torrey, also Chelsea Davis, Evan Brown, Gordon Silver, Jason Hazelbaker, Joshua Herndon, Lauren Edholm, Linda Doles, Lucy Young, Nick Yeatman, Ross McNamara, Ryan Mathewson, Sean McCarthy, Tyrone Basket, William Richards, Clay Wilhoit, Andrew McBride, Catherine Riccio. We got a bunch of names, guys. We're going to do, awesome. do a show one day where it's just Barry asking how to pronounce regular names. <laughs> how do you pronounce Bill? Is it Bill or is it Bile? <laughs> David Solano, Jacob Marty, Justin Nigro, Meredith Rittman, Brooks Tussie, Daniel and Sharla Horton, David Henson, Ella, Phil Nye, Sean McCain, and our newer group, Benjamin Wells, Karen Sheets, Stephanie Ram, mm. Ramirez, can't read my own writing, sweet, Romero, sweet, sweet, and uh, DK. Sound. Sweet, sultry, velvety sounds of Barry Quarter's vocals. I know. All right, uh, more guests coming up. Uh, who knows who's going to stop by Virtual Camp Nut Butter uh, throughout the weekend. Uh, until then, uh, love you, bye. Journey through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year, that matter. Yay. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corner.